Hey everyone, due to some unforeseeable circumstances, this podcast is going to sound just a little bit different. It will just be me recording, and I think it's still going to be fun and informative, so please stick around and listen all the way through. As always, you guys can head over to our website, fantasydaydreamers.com, to get in contact with us and to find all of our content. Ah! Hello, what's up, what's good, it's your boy, Big Gang, your host, JJ, and this is the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast. We are a group of friends who will be bringing you facts, stats, and opinions to help you win your fantasy football leagues. So far this season, there's been a lot of ups and downs. In the NFL, as well as fantasy football. This is going to be one of those slug it out, last team standing wins type of year. So don't worry so much if your player goes down with an injury. It's going to happen. Play the waiver wire. Make sure you're checking who's being dropped. You never know. You might find some fantasy gold there. Bye weeks have been changing quite a bit, and the schedule is completely different than what we thought it was going to look like at the beginning of the season. Make sure you're paying attention to who's on bye each week because it could be changing week to week. Stay listening to our podcast and reading the articles that are on our website. They're going to help you out and really help you guys win your weeks. This is a year where no one is out of it, so stay on your grind. Today I'll have a week five recap. And some waiver wire ads. This week for the waiver wire, I'm gonna go over some drops and then some ads. So here's five drop candidates that we're gonna give you this week. Number one, AJ Green, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's 80% owned in ESPN leagues. AJ hasn't gone over 10 fantasy points once in half PPR weeks, and week one was his most with 7.6 points. He did go down with a hamstring injury on Sunday, leading to a zero-catch, one-target day. But before that, since week three, A.J. Green had already been passed by Boyd and Higgins in targets. Who knows how much time A.J. Green will miss, but don't worry, he's an easy drop candidate. As a second drop candidate this week, Naheem Hines, the running back for the Indianapolis Colts. It's clearly Jonathan Taylor's backfield. Yeah, Hines may get some passing work. But since week one, he hasn't gotten in the end zone. So, 4.7 fantasy points is just not enough for me. Hines is owned in 56% of leagues. I think it's time to cut ties and move on. Alright, moving on. Golden Tate, wide receiver for the New York Giants. He's owned in 48% of leagues. If you're looking for a super consistent play, this is your guy. 45 catches every week, 5-7 to targets, and 20-50 to yards. The problem is that's less than 8 points a game. This offense has looked bad, and Tate is clearly not Jones' go-to guy. That's Slayton. And without getting into the end zone, Tate just is a mad play and looks like he will be all season. J.K. Dobbins, the running back for the Baltimore, Raven, Baltimore Ravens, <laughs> who's 64% owned, getting into the end zone twice in week one made all of us think, oh, wow, okay, this... This may be J.K. Dobbins' backfield this year, but 
it seems like it's still Mark Ingram's backfield. He's out touching Dobbins 45 to 16. Gus Edwards is also still around and he's getting more work than Dobbins too. Dobbins seems to be on his way to a great career. And if you have him in dynasty, don't worry. His time will come. He's going to be a great player. But for now, in redraft leagues, drop him. Last on our drop list, Russell Gage, wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. He's 49% owned. Matt Ryan is not having a good season. I personally thought without Julio Jones that these guys would step up and have a, a good good games, but I guess talent really shows through, and Calvin Ridley is clearly the only talent in that wide receiver room. Each of the last three weeks, Gage has only had two receptions and hasn't had over 26 yards. A coaching change in Atlanta may help things, but if you don't have a deeper bench, I don't know if you can even stash him. With all of these injuries going around, even with all the injuries going around, I think it's still time to move on from Russell Gage. All right, on to the waiver wire ads. So, unfortunately... Dalvin Cook did go down with an injury. He tried to return. It wasn't there. We don't completely know what's going on yet. Hamstring injury maybe, groin injury. Um, it's looking more like a groin. He may miss some time. He may not. But either way, Alexander Madison needs to be owned. He's 42% owned, and he's clearly the guy if Cook misses time. He... He rumbled for 136 yards on 20 carries and three receptions. And this could be his line every single week. This man is a league winner if you're team for your team, and he needs to be owned everywhere, whether Cook is out or not. Uh, we will have more information on Cook later, but if he misses time, Madison is a pick-up-and-play guy. Ryan Fitzpatrick, quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, who's 21% owned. He's going to be a streaming option this week. If you lost someone like Dak, then he's your guy. He plays the Jets, which is a terrible offense and defense. So Ryan Fitzpatrick could have himself a day. Since week one, he's been a top 12 quarterback, and I don't see that changing this week. Fast is a Fitzpatrick, baby! All right, all right, Chase Claypool, wide receiver for the one, the only, Pittsburgh Steelers. Deontay Johnson has gone down with injuries twice this season, and who knows if he's going to come back. He, he, he's supposed to come back next week, but still, you can't overlook what Claypool did on Sunday. Seven receptions, 110 yards, and four touchdowns. That's right, four He's looked amazing, and he's only 9% owned. Going up against the Browns, Titans, and Ravens might be some hard matchups these next few weeks, but we've seen Claypool's big ability, big playability, and he's already finished in the top 12, re- 12 wide receivers uh, three times. He has too much talent to not be owned. Next up, Tra- Travis Folger- 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 the wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. Not owned anywhere. 0% on ESPN. No matter how you look at it, and doesn't matter that I can't say his name, Fulgham, he got 13 targets. He may not turn into anything, but if you're desperate enough, his 152 yards and one touchdown 
it's not the worst place to look. Chase Edmonds, running back for the Arizona Cardinals. He's 45% owned. Kenyon Drake doesn't seem like it's fully his backfield. He doesn't fully have it in control, especially in the passing game. Edmonds is getting 23 targets while Drake only has six. Edmonds, uh, he also gets in the end. He's also gotten in the end zone one more time than Drake on the season. Edmonds is definitely a handcuff handcuff if you have Drake. And if you don't have Drake, well, there's still a ton of value there, especially in the type of season we're having with all of these injuries. That's going to wrap it up for this week's waiver wire. Next, moving on to the week five recap. All right, so I'm just going to go over what happened in week five and what I think that's going to mean for uh, the upcoming week and weeks. So first off, there were four teams on by. I know there were only supposed to be two, the Lions and the Packers, but the Broncos and the Patriots game got postponed, and that kind of threw everything in a whack. Uh, There's so many different changes on the schedule now. You need to go look at them, see where people's buys are, see who they're playing next, and pay attention to it year long because it seems like it's going to change week to week. Thursday night, the Buccaneers took on the Bears, and the Bears came out on top by one point. Tom Brady, he had a last uh, last chance drive, and he forgot it was fourth down. Is Tom Brady really that old, or was he? I, I don't know. Either way, this guy's right on the edge of being a fantasy starter. Top 12 quarterback twice so far this season. He's... I don't know, I think if, with the season we're having, you probably have two quarterbacks on your team, and Tom Brady is, I think, that perfect second quarterback. Not a starter, but he needs to be on your team. Ronald Jones, he had two straight games over 100 yards. Now he's definitely a flex option. option. Uh, He's got the Packers, Raiders, and Giants next. It just depends on when Fournette comes back to me, how long he is uh a flex option, and probably a must-start while Fournette's out. Mike Evans, he's a must-start. Tyler Johnson, the wide receiver, he had a great game, but four receptions, 61 yards. It looks great on paper, but only 8.1 fantasy points and half PPR. I guess you could keep an eye on him, but I'd stay away for now. Who knows what tight end Tom Brady is going to throw to? They're all touchdown dependent. Stay away from all of them. On the other side of the ball, Allen Robinson, he's a must-start. David Montgomery is the clear workhorse in this backfield. He's a volume play. He has a great floor. His next opponents are the Panthers, the Rams. That one's a little scary. And then the Saints. Montgomery or Jones? Ronald Jones, I think, until Fournette comes back. But both of them are flex options. Jimmy Graham got in the end zone. And he's a real red zone threat this year. He's tied for the most... Uh, the second most targets among all tight ends in the red zone, and he has the most touchdowns. He's a starter until he shows otherwise. All right, the Panthers beat the Falcons 23-16. to His dripfulness, Teddy Dripwater, finished QB 9-10. This is a streaming option for sure, but he does have the Bears next, but... Then he faces the Saints and the Falcons again, which he could go off on. Mike Davis, well, CMC is eligible to return this week, and according to Coach Matt Rule, he's going to undergo tests to see if he's ready. If CMC is out, Davis is a must-start. 
if CMC is active, I see them easing him back into this offense with how good Davis has been, meaning Davis should be a top 30, top 24 running back and definitely flex candidate. I think a starter, starter, start him up with all three weeks. Uh, CMC was out. He's finished in the top 10. He's been the waiver wire darling of the season. Robbie Anderson, 20.5 half-point PPR points. Half-point PPR points. That's a good one. This week, um, Anderson is a must-start. The guy who we thought was going to be a must-start all season, DJ Moore, I think he's only a flex candidate now. He's got four receptions, 93 yards, and finally got in the end zone, but 57 of those yards and the touchdown came on one play. He's starting to scare me. If you can sell, you I don't know how high you can sell him, but he he's a sell candidate for me. On the other side of the ball, Coach Dan Quinn was fired along with the GM. Defensive coordinator Raheem Morris is expected to be named the interim head coach. Um, he's coached both sides of the ball in Atlanta. He was Tampa Bay's coach from 2009 to 2011, and he had a 17-31 record. Nothing special, but he's just going to be the guy for now. Julio Jones also didn't play, and that seems to have hurt Matt Ryan. Uh, Week one with Julio, Matt Ryan finished as QB7. Since then, Julio has gone over four receptions 32 times, and Ryan hasn't finished higher than QB16. Ryan seems to be a drop candidate or a bench stash till Julio comes back, but definitely not a starter. Maybe, like I said about Tom Brady, the second quarterback on your team. Todd Gurley... Running back, running back 10 on the season so far. He's finished outside of the top 20 once. He's a starter for fantasy. Start him up. Tight end number 14, Hayden Hurst on the season. So he's not producing like you really want him to or you were hoping to where you drafted him. Just a few spots ahead, but you were hoping for a big season and he's just not doing that for you yet. I don't know if there's a better pivot out there. But there might be, and Hurst might just be a streaming option. Calvin Ridley and is Calvin Ridley. He's he's a great play and he's a must start. I think he's the only start for this Falcons uh, wide receiver troop until Julio comes back. The Raiders beat the undefeated Chiefs forty to thirty two. A a a a Henry Ruggs. Came back with a huge game. Derek Carr, in his last 16 games, he's thrown three interceptions. Two in week 17 last year and one against the Chiefs on Sunday. And maybe that interception was a good thing for him to throw because it got him off his chest. It got it off his chest and really helped him sling the ball out there. He threw for 347 yards, three touchdowns, 24 fantasy points. The Raiders have a bye next week, but Carr is definitely a streaming option the rest of the season. Josh Jacobs, you already know, he's a must start. Like I said, Henry Ruggs, he came back. He had a huge day. Two receptions. He's a big play candidate. I think you can't start him. They have the bye week next week. Just wait on him. He needs to be owned, but he's never gone over more than five targets, and he only has scored one touchdown He's under 50% owned. Clearly, he's the best wide receiver on this team. 
but I don't think he's a start yet. Darren Waller, he is a must start. Start him up every week. On the other side of the ball, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, they're all starters. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, maybe he's not the top 12 running back we were hoping for, but he's clearly the main back on this team. Williams only got one carry, and he's the only other back that carried the ball. CEH is still a must start. Sammy Watkins, he got hurt. He's expected to miss some time, maybe a couple weeks. If he misses some weeks, Mecole Hardman should be owned. I don't think you can start him. He's a boom or bust player, but he needs to be on your bench. Kyler Murray took on the Jets, and he defeated them 30-10. The Jets are not that good of a team, but Kyler Murray is a must-start. Now, I already talked a little bit about Chase Edmonds, but let me go into a little bit about him and Kenyon Drake together. Kenyon Drake fell into the end zone, and that really saved his day. But Chase Edmonds also got in the end zone and got six targets compared to Drake's one. Drake only finished in the top 20 twice so far this season, and both weeks he scored a touchdown. So if he doesn't score a touchdown, I don't know if he's really worth it. He hasn't finished above RB17 yet. Drake's still clearly the number one on this team, but for how much longer? He's had 16 carries week one, 20 carries week two, 18, 13, and 18 carries again. So clearly he's he's the lead back. He's not the high RB2 everyone was hoping for, but if you can buy low on Kenyon Drake, I would. He's going to be a solid RB2, RB3 all season. We already know DeAndre Hopkins, he's a must start, but Christian Kirk he had himself quite a game. I I don't trust it quite yet, but if you're able to stash him, if you have a deep team and you are you don't have injuries, he's only 42% owned. So I, I thought at the beginning of the season he could produce like this, and it's taken him till now to produce like this. I don't have the confidence to start him yet because this is the first game he's shown it. Le'Veon Bell, he returned from IR. But he didn't look that great. He ended with 60 yards. Frank Gore cut into his workload yet again, getting nine touches. Hopefully, it's just Bell getting eased back into the offense. But knowing Adam Gase, he's trying to make us all miserable. Le'Veon Bell is a scary start, but I think you have to start him. Jamison Crowder, he's maybe the only just player you can start other than Le'Veon Bell. He's a PPR machine. Eight receptions, 116 yards, and he got in the end zone. Against Miami next week, he's a start for me, dog. All right, all right. The Battle of Pennsylvania. The Eagles taking on the Steelers. And, well, sorry, Ryan. The Steelers came out on top, 38-29. to Carson Wentz, he's 57% owned out there. He may be a guy you go get a week early if you're streaming quarterbacks. Uh, he plays Baltimore this week, so no one's probably going to be picking him up. So you And you won't be starting him. But the weeks after, he plays the Giants and the Cowboys. I know two in-division games, but two bad defenses. Miles Sanders, he did his thing. 11 carries, 80 yards, two touchdowns, two receptions. And on a great Steelers defense, this, solidifi- this solidifies it for me. Sanders is a must-start every week. I'm not starting any 
Eagles wide receivers anytime soon. Greg Ward, 18% owned. He would be the one if I had to start one, but I'm staying away. Zach Ertz. This one hurts because I just told you guys to go trade for him. But this was the plan. We knew he'd have a bad week this week. We know he's going to have a bad week next week. But the schedule kind of opens up a little bit for him after that. He didn't look right, however. Like, he, his one catch came at the three-yard line or so, and usually he scores from there. But he got tackled somewhat easily by a cornerback. And that's, like, years past he scores. And that's just really disappointing. It just shows me that, you know, he had six targets but only one reception. There's just not something right with Zach Ertz. I don't know if it's that he's bad at football necessarily. Ben Roethlisberger, he had a great game connecting with Chase Claypool for three touchdowns. We already talked a little bit about Claypool. Uh, With the Browns, Titans, and Ravens up next on the schedule, I don't think you can start him for the next few weeks, but... He's definitely a stash candidate. Don't drop him. James Conner is the back in this backfield. He won't do it all. Finishing with only 13 fantasy points. He may have fallen to a flex candidate, but I think with all the injuries, he's a starter. Let me just say it. He's a starter. Deontay Johnson left with the back injury. Tomlin thinks he's going to be available to play this week. Juju. Had a disappointing day. Four catches, 28 yards. But I think you have to stick with him. At at least maybe you can trade him on his name. But I doubt you can get anything worth it. You just got to wait and hope with him. Ebron seems to be a decent streamer. Getting five catches for 43 yards and 52 yards the last two weeks. And he got in the end zone once. If you stream him, you're praying he gets in the end zone. But it is possible. He seems to be all right. The Rams beat up on the on the Washington Washingtons, thirty to ten. Uh, Goff is a definite streamer, but nothing more. He could let you down. He plays San Francisco and Chicago next. I'd say stay away. Henderson seems to be the running back in this backfield. Although it came out that Akers is supposed to get more work this coming up week, but I'd still stick with Henderson. Um, Acre, all Acres' work came in garbage time, and Malcolm Brown really seems to be being phased out of this offense. Gerald Everett had himself a big game, four receptions, 90 yards, and Tyler Higby, well, Tyler Higby was Tyler Higby. He went two for 12. I'm staying away from both of these guys, and if you drafted Higby high, I think it's time to move on. I think you can stream a better option. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. You can't you can't get away from them. Start them both. Kyle Allen left this game with an arm injury. Alex Smith came in to replace him. This was such a feel-good story. If you know anything about Alex Smith, he had that huge leg injury, and he's worked so hard to get back into the NFL, and he finally did it. He didn't look that great doing it, but he did it. Um Ron Rivera, the coach of the Washington football team, he said if Allen's good to go, he's going to start against the Giants next week. Antonio Gibson, the running back, you're still waiting on him. <laughs> just keep waiting. He's he's a good he's a good running back. He's just not there yet, and this team is not that great. 
I think on some weeks he's going to be able to be in your flex, but I, if you can, keep him on your bench. Um, when Smith came into the game, it was kind of weird. It seemed to be all J.D. McKissick after that, and hopefully it was just the game flow, and Gibson will get that work back next week, and that will really help him. McLaurin had three receptions for 26 yards, an off day, but he still had seven targets. I think you have to start him. Bengals, I don't even know if they showed up. I guess they did. They got three points. The Ravens beat them, though. They scored 27. Burrow was playing a good defense, and he had an off day. I mean, I think he's still a a deep streaming option, but I don't think he's startable yet. Stay away. Mixon, Joe Mixon, still the guy in this backfield. He's going to have the volume, so you got to start him up. A.J. Green did go down with a hamstring injury, and that really hurt him. Uh, Tyler Boyd before that was already clearly Joe Burrow's favorite target, and I think you can have the confidence to start him just about every week now. Higgins, T. Higgins, the rookie, has now emerged for me. He needs to be owned in every league. He's only 41% owned, and Green, A.J. Green's likely to miss time now. Higgins is a great bi-week option, bi-week replacement to have on your bench. Lamar Jackson, you got to start him. He had another tough game, but he's going to come around. There's going to be rushing yards there. He'll get them. Don't worry. You drafted him high for a reason. Keep playing him. If you have, if you have to start any of these running backs, it's Mark Ingram. For now... I'm trying to stay away from the whole backfield, honestly. He's starting Mark Andrews and Marquise Hollywood Brown. He finally got in the end zone, you guys. And that's all that was missing from his game. He's a great flex option. And if he keeps getting in the end zone. He's going to be a must-start every week. The Jaguars taking on the Texans. Well, they didn't do so hot. 14, Texans 30. Minshew, 19 fantasy points. If you drafted him, you probably drafted someone else, and I'm ready to make the switch back to whoever it, whoever else you drafted. But if you're like me, and you drafted Minshew and Cam Newton, yeah, I actually have Cam Newton with COVID. Well, I'm not dropping Cam Newton yet, so I'm going to look to the waiver wire, but I'll probably end up waiting for Cam and just starting Minshew every week. James Robinson, I disrespected him earlier in the year. I'm sorry. This is clearly the guy in this backfield. And he's a must start until he shows otherwise. I wouldn't start any of these wide receivers. DJ Chark went down and got hurt in the game. It really seemed to have affected him. LaVisca Chenault had seven receptions for 79 yards. Wow, what a great day. And he should definitely be owned, especially if Chark's out, but... It could be any of these guys, Chenault, Conley, Cole, any given week. I don't think you can safely start any of them. Deshaun Watson on the other side, he's a must start. David Johnson, however, he's looking kind of old. Yeah, his stat line looked fine, 96 yards on the ground, two receptions, but they were up by a bunch late and Johnson padded his stats. With all that being said, Johnson is clearly the number one in this backfield and with all the injuries going around the league 
running backs are hard to come by. I think you have to start him just because of the way the league's going. He's just a little scary to me. Brandon Cooks went off. 161 yards and a touchdown. Will Fuller, on the other hand, he still had a good game. 58 yards and a touchdown. Maybe it was Bill Clefbrain holding them all back. And if so, these wide receivers are dangerous. For now, they're just flex candidates. And that could change in a week. Deshaun Watson seems to love his tight end scoring a touchdown. He scored, They've scored three in all five weeks, but even then I think there are better options besides Darren Fells out there on the waiver wire. All right, later Sunday, the Dolphins took on the 49ers. Dolphins beat them 43-17. Miles Gaskin with Jordan Howard as a healthy scratch. He wasn't there to get in the end zone. Miles Gaskin did it to him, and... If he does that, which I think he will and he's capable of doing, he's a fantasy starter week in and week out. Preston Williams, he's only 30, 36% owned. He had 106 yards and a touchdown and maybe he's a waiver wire guy, but because he was good last year, I, I think he, he should be owned. He just hasn't done it all year until now. If you have the room, go get him. Devontae Parker, he's a now a flex option. He only had two receptions, but he had 50 yards, and he saved his day with a touchdown. Going up against the Jets next week, start him up. Mike Gusecki, finally! He's a great athlete, and we got to see it finally on more than 11 catches. He's the best tight end streaming option this week, 67% owned, so he might be out there. He might not, but if he is, you can go get him and start him against the Jets this week. Jimmy GQ. Jimmy Jesus, he got pulled. Kyle Shanahan said that it was mostly due to his ankle injury and he he should be good to go soon. Uh, Mostert did come back, however, and he was clearly the guy. He got 11 carries to McKinnon's one. Mostert's a start. Brandon Ayuk, he's interesting, I guess. Him and Samuel should be on your bench, but that's all. Nothing more. Kittle, he's a must start. Colts, Browns, Colts 23, Browns 32. Phillip Rivers is old. He threw two interceptions. Stay away from him. If you have him on your team, drop him. Go get one of these better quarterbacks if if you need a second quarterback on your team. There's better options out there. Jonathan Taylor, there's not better options out there. This is his backfield. He's a must start every week. Okay, so I may have spoken too soon on T. Wyatt Hilton. He had his most yards of the season with 69 nice on six receptions. So, yes, I think he should still be on your bench. I spoke too soon. I'm sorry, but he should be on your bench and not starting. Is Trey Burton the guy getting five receptions and six receptions in the last two weeks? I'm not saying start him or even pick him up. To wait and see, I'm more saying that you can forget this whole tight end group because, yeah, one of them might get in the end zone, but I don't want to be stuck guessing which one it's going to be week to week. Baker Mayfield, he got banged up, ribs, ah, hurt him, that's got to hurt, can't breathe so well. Um, He says he's going to play next week against the Steelers, x-rays came back negative, he's fine. And guess what else he did? He did it. 
He threw for over 200 yards. Okay, well, he threw for over 200 in week two also, but this one just felt way better. Well, at least it started off feeling way better before he turned back to his old ways. At the end of the day, Baker Mayfield seems to be a game manager on a team that wants to run the ball. Stay away from Baker, I think. Maybe a second quarterback, maybe. Speaking of running the ball, Kareem Hunt owners, don't worry. This is the man while Nick Chubb is out. He toted the rock 20 times, three receptions, and totaled 93 all-purpose yards. He's a must-start. Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham. These are guys you can start, but not confidently quite yet with me. This team really wants to run the ball, and that's a problem, but... These guys are a problem on the outside, and they're such great athletes, they can still produce, even in this run-heavy team for fantasy. Start Beckham, Landry's a flex candidate, but he's, he's, he's available. I think you, you can start him some weeks. I'm starting to come around on Austin Hooper, alright. The last two weeks, he's had over seven targets and five receptions each week. He's not what he was last year with the Falcons, but he's a, he's a decent streaming option. The Giants, Cowboys, Cowboys came away on top, 37-34. Devontae Freeman, he held his own. He seems to be a good guy you could count on in the run game. I think he's a flex candidate. I, I think he's a good flex candidate, a high up there flex candidate. Slayton. Seems to be Jones's uh, go-to man. He got 11 target. He's definitely a flex candidate, if not a starter, every week. Evan Ingram, he saved his day with a rushing touchdown. He's really scary to me. I don't know if you can move on quite yet, but it's getting close. If you didn't see it, Dak Prescott, it was sad. He suffered a compound fracture and a dislocation to his ankle. He had surgery Sunday night. His season seems to be over. They're saying it's a four to six month timetable as of now. Andy Dalton is going to take over for the Cowboys. He's he's really a game manager, but now on a good offense, this team is not dead in the NFL as well as fantasy. Ezekiel Elliott, he's a must start. I think you can flex at least all three of these wide receivers. Cooper, Lamb, Gallup in that order. Schultz, on the other hand, with Dalton, you might want to go stream someone else. He didn't look that great. To replace Dak, I already talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick, Teddy Dripwater, Derek Carr, Joe Burrow. There's other options out there. Don't don't worry. Your season's not over if Dak Prescott was your quarterback. Don't worry. There's other guys you can stream all season long. All right, the Vikings. Almost did it. They lost to the Seattle Seahawks 26-27. to Dalvin Cook, he went down with a groin injury, inner thigh, hamstring, upper leg injury. We're not really sure. He tried to come back, like I said. He's expected to have an MRI, and we'll have more on Thursday for you. For Thielen and Jefferson, this is just Thielen and Diggs all over again. Kirk Cousins cannot produce two fantasy wide receivers every week, no matter how good they are. Thielen is a must-start, and I think you can flex Jefferson almost every week, but you have to know 
one of them was probably going to go off and the other one's not going to have a great, great week. Irv Smith Jr., he's maybe a stream option, but he's not that high on my priority list. Russell Filet Wilson, he did it again. Fourth quarter drive, you know, the the Vikings really controlled this game up until that fourth quarter. And Filet Wilson, he cooked on them. He's a must start, obviously. Chris Carson, he's a must start. DK Metcalf, looked great. Two touchdowns, must start. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, he didn't have DK Metcalf's day, but he's a must-start. Will Disley, he got in the end zone, and that's a great week for him on a great reception if you saw it. If he's going to cut into Olsen's time or if Olsen's going to cut into his time, I don't think you can play either of them. Stay away. Monday night, Chargers Saints goes into overtime. Saints take it 30-27. to Herbert, he threw four touchdowns. And this is also a guy you can probably go get if you lost Dak. He's a guy, he has a bye this week with the whole schedule change, but he seems to be the real deal. For the running backs, Justin Jackson, he was the surprise lead of the team. He carried the ball four more times than Kelly and got 42 more yards of them. And he also got five receptions. Jackson's 51% owned, he may be out there, he may be available, and while Eckler's out, he seems to have a role in this offense. He's a guy you should go pick up, and maybe you can start him. Keenan Allen, he hurt his back, and he wasn't able to return. He scored a touchdown before exiting, so it didn't kill your night, but again, it's another thing you gotta wait till Thursday for us to know more. Opened up Mike Williams to have five receptions, 109 yards, and he got in the end zone twice. He's 34% owned, so he's probably available. Go pick him up because he's, he's a good player. Hunter Henry, he scored a touchdown, which is what you're hoping for. With where you drafted him, keep starting him. On the other side, Alvin Kamara did Alvin Kamara things, a.k.a.k. He's a must-start. Emmanuel Sanders. 14 targets, 12 receptions, 122 yards. He's just missing that touchdown. Other than that, he had a great game. Michael Thomas was supposed to be back. He's going to be back next week. He missed this game because he punched a teammate in the face during practice and the team disciplined him. I think it was just a reason to get another week off. Not why he punched him, but why the team suspended him. Cook, Jared Cook. Got in the end zone, which is what you're counting on if you play him. And he's iffy every week, but he's there. I am recording this before the Titans and Bills game, so hopefully you still have a chance to go win your week. Go get them. All right, I think that's it for me for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any questions, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts in the form of a question. We'll answer those first. Either that or go to Instagram at Fantasy Daydreamers or Twitter at FF Daydreamers. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at JJ Daydreamers, James at F Daydreamer J, and Ryan at R O K K O Rocco Daydreamers. All right. Um, like and subscribe wherever you guys get your podcasts. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Stay dreaming.